Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Welcome back, everyone, to another excellent show of Good Karma, where we teach all the newbies out there and the old dogs uh, some new tricks. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Latin marketing, uh, specifically with the SES Miami show coming up right now. Um, and on the line helping us out with all this information is going to be Nacho the Man from iHispanic.com. Hey, Nacho, how you doing? Hi, Greg. How are you? It's good to be in the show. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Um, you got a really big show going on in Miami coming up in a few weeks. Um, Search Engine Strategies, the Latino edition, I believe, is what it's being called, right? Yes, correct. Um, and for people that don't understand what's going on here, um, give them a little bit of background about the online Hispanic marketplace, um, why people should care about it. Okay, great. Well, there's primarily two markets that you can see here that um, you know we'll be trying to focus on for the SES Latino, which is the U.S. Hispanic market, which is about 44 million in population, and there's about 575 billion dollars in buying power for this market. It's pretty huge. Um, there's actually about 16 million that are really online. Um, it's, it's, it's a smaller number compared to the general market, of course, but it's, it's good penetration. And actually, they've already spent, you know, close to $6 billion on the web. So, What's I mean, $6 billion it, dollars between friends? <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of money. So that they are buying. I mean, we've, uh, we've gone through the trends, and we've gone through their buying habits, and they're just very mirrored to the general population. Then you have... Latin America, which is it's about 20 com- countries that make up Latin America, and the primary languages spoken are Spanish and Portuguese. A little bit of French here and there, but you know it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, Portuguese, of course, being Brazil, and the rest Spanish. And it's about 560 million in population. Um, they have a GDP of 2.2. $3 trillion, so it's huge, huge, huge economies. Um, and the overall Internet population is about $80 million. So it's, it's, it's one of the markets that are really growing fast in terms of hopping online. I mean, they're a little bit late, but it's a good opportunity for grabbing these type of users because, um, you know, it's, it's when loyalty is very fragile and so they're more willing to try new, you know, websites, new products, new things. So those are the two primary markets. At you know, incisive media is was very uh, kind and you know great in putting up the event. Um, our sponsors, Google and Yahoo, are being really excited about it. Um, both of them are spending quite a ton of money. 
and uh, throwing parties and, you know, doing everything to make this, uh, you know, jumpstart this uh, industry or these new markets in, in our industry. So we're really pleased about, um, about the event. Very cool, very cool. Now, is the Hispanic marketplace something that only big business should worry about, or do you think this is something that the smaller websites should also be jumping on the bandwagon? I think that both of them, it's very important because you need to look at the Hispanic market, uh, not just the U.S., but the global Hispanic market in, in, in five different uh, views. You know, you've got your U.S. companies that are trying to target U.S. Hispanic. You've got Hispanic companies trying to target, you know, either U.S. Hispanic or the world. Then you've got Latin American companies trying to target their own markets and Latin American companies trying to target, you know, the U.S. or the world as well. So it's really, I mean, whether you're a small exporter in Mexico or you're a Fortune 500 company trying to target both U.S. Hispanics and, and uh, you know, travel destinations to Latin America, for example, if you're in the travel industry, um, it's, it really applies to just about any, any size, actually. Well, cool. Um, and do you need to be bilingual to be serving this marketplace, or is this something that you don't necessarily need to be bilingual? Well, I have uh, a lot of good friends that are uh, marketing managers or, or CMOs in, in this industry, and and they're just as Americans as uh, anyone else. So <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, when when you say this is – the market does accept more, you know, being being targeted to in their own native language. Mm-hmm. But when you're saying, okay, do you have to be bilingual to help on this market? I think you don't, you know. It, it's really it's about what are your marketing strategies. I mean, if you know that you need to be there, you can always hire the right people, and you know, whether it's in translation for or copyright, or if it's, you know, ad design, or anything that needs to be done, you can always find the right people to do that. Yeah, so people don't necessarily need to go bilingual, I think, what you're saying, but if they do want to go, there's many resources out there. Exactly. When you want to communicate the message to the consumer, it, um, you know, it'd be a good idea to do it in their own native language, or what's what usually working best for for that type of consumer. Right. And for people that are not familiar with your company, let's uh, take a quick, you know, break from what we're talking about here and give a little bio about you. So you're working for iHispanic. Actually, you're CEO of iHispanic, right? Correct. Um, I I founded, well, I started um, in this business um, over six years ago. Um, I started a, a small company called MexGrocer.com with my father and um, and other um, investors. And right there, you know, I started to learn everything about, you know, Internet marketing and doing it right, just going really through trial and error uh, most of the times. And then it just got to a point where, you know, 
this is this is lots of fun. This is great. You know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start to to help other companies because you know I see a great value in this, and so I did, and I started uh, you know doing consulting, and then that started leading on into focusing on what I was really doing best, which was the Hispanic market and Latin America, and so that's where I Hispanic Marketing Group came to be, and uh, founded. Uh, we founded the business about uh, close to two, three years ago, and uh, officially uh, formed the business a year ago. Actually, today is our anniversary for forming an LLC. So, hey, congratulations! Happy anniversary on that. Yeah, thank you. And uh, it's it's good to be one year old, and uh, and we have now I don't know here at the office we have about twelve people. We have. More people in Mexico and and in other places, and we also work with other partners as well. So it, it's it's really nice to have gone from one person to to a whole team of people. Yeah, you have like a crazy operation. Um, you have a place in Mexico City, right? Yes, Mexico City. And you're also um, San Diego or somewhere thereabouts. Right. Our main office is in La Jolla, California, in San, that's uh, San Diego County, and uh, great weather. Today is beautiful, as it's I wish it's uh, every day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> La Jolla is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. Yeah, it, yeah it's always a great place being down there. Um, but if anyone's listening to the show and they have questions or you know they really want to do more about this, Definitely uh, hook up with Nacho, iHispanic.com. Thank you. And swing by SES Miami, of course, which is where he's going to be doing a lot of the speaking there. But now, back to what people care more about. (laughs) Um, Let's really whet their appetite here. You know, let's make them really start thinking about doing going after the Latin American market and the American Hispanic marketplace. Okay. Um, so do you um, – a question that most people are probably wondering is, now that they know they can go English or Spanish, is all Spanish the same? No, it's not, actually. I mean, there, there are many examples of why, you know, that's uh, it's not the case. I mean, um, when I say examples, I mean, I mean, like – Things you see every day, like for example, um, you know, the other day I was uh, at a park uh, with my son, and uh, and there are a lot of kites flying around, and uh, and that's a kite in Spanish could be said in many different ways. You could say chiringas, you could say papalote, you could say cometa, and there's about six or seven different ways you could say kite. So. You know, when you target, you know, in Spanish, it's actually you you need multilingual strategies for for Spanish itself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens? It's you know, when you're in the U.S., you have come to a, a large uh, community of Hispanics that are you know diverse in in their cultures because they come from Puerto Rico, they come from Mexico, they come from Cuba. Um, you know, there's 20 different countries that really make up, um, you know, Latin America, and many of them have immigrated to the U.S. But then you've got the 
you know, the people who have been born here. Did you know that, you know, as of two years ago, there's now more, um, you know, mothers giving birth here in the U.S. than people crossing the border illegally? Really? Yeah. So, so now, I mean, your next-door neighbor that has been living, you know, maybe for here for 20 years, and it's a U.S. citizen now, and uh, giving birth to, you know, and now a U.S. citizen, you know. But the roots go back to that person is still Hispanic, and that person will grow up um, knowing that culture, knowing the language, loving the food because... Latin hey, food, food is wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know the music, everything you know, and and nowadays you know either my son or just about any any child out there has access to computers at their school at your home, so they're learning the same path. It's it's really a melting pot that has taken uh, to 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 be little differences, you know, for that type of consumer. But is that 100% of all users that are in the Internet? And the answer is no. There are also different types of, of users that are, you know, Spanish-only preferred. And this is why there's websites such as Univision.com, Univision Online, that, for example, there is pure Spanish-only portal that they've partnered with Google. That was one of the greatest uh, partnerships that I saw happening, you know, in the last 12 months. And it's it's a great step for the industry, for both Google for and for for Univision, because they're teaching and and they're they're increasing the number of you know search volume that is existing out there just by making it just just putting out there. Um, making it easy for the user to, to do a search. You know what I think? I think we have yet to see the best Spanish implementation uh, partnership come out because some really, really smart persons uh, made a proposal to Google about doing computers in Internet cafes. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is a genius. <laughs> Where did you get that idea? <laughs> Yeah, that was you know. I just I like to follow that um, that philosophy of you know that twenty percent of my time do whatever I want, and uh, that's uh, you know that's that's Google's way of working, and I've taken it on for myself. And it's sometimes you know you you really put your heart into it, and um, and I spent a lot of time doing a proposal for. Um, Vince Cerf, which I met in Mexico City, is great, great, incredible person, and uh, and I sent it over to to him and and uh, Sergey and Larry Page, and uh, you know who knows what's going to happen to that proposal, but it's a great concept. Uh, the whole idea of the Google Cafe is a way. It's it, it's it's a way for increasing. Internet evangelism in Latin America um, for Google, and it's 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 about opening internet cafes that are Google branded, kind of like an Apple Store, and um, in, it's it's a franchise model um, that allows 
um, it, it could be existing, you know, internet cafe owners that could just convert them their their store, you know, their their internet cafe into into a Google cafe, and giving them, you know, a revenue model potential because. They don't have to worry about the computers. They don't have to worry about the Internet connection. All they have to do and worry about is the professional service, which is something that Google actually doesn't do. Um, Google is not a professional services company. We've seen that in multiple occasions. I mean, for example, um, Google (laughs) Analytics. Um, Google Analytics is provided for free, but it's not – they don't provide customer support unless you're, of course, in the, in the global 1,000 range, right. uh, which is not most cases. Um, but they partner with companies, for example, with iHispanic Marketing Group, that we are an authorized uh, consultant by Google to provide services for Google Analytics and because they, re- they require companies like ours to provide these professional services. And they just gather, you know, a bunch of our companies, you know, like uh, like Hispanic, gather them in in Mountain View and train them. And you, you know, we have to do, we had um, you know a lot of training to do, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have to pass an examination. And um, and I think that's that's why you know the Internet Cafe is also would work because Google doesn't have to get into the the actual model of running the cafe, it's just about the image, you know, and, and having the user be more loyal to the Google products. It's also a great place also for Google to capture um, market research as well, you know, and a launching platform for any of their new products. So if, if they're whatever, if they're coming out for like a new version of Google Earth or something like that, that's, that's, that's a great place to, to introduce it that. Well, you never know. It's kind of crazy. If you want to download it, it's available in in a few locations. I think we have it available on our website and our homepage as well. Yes, very cool stuff. And, I mean, your proposal is on your website, right, I think, for people to review? Yes, that's correct. So, very cool. We're going to take a quick commercial break to listen to our fabulous sponsors and be right back with Nacho Hernandez from com. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is Definitely King. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. 
choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com more than a name Now back to Good Karma only on webmasterradio.fm Now here's your host Hey everybody it's Greg Nyland aka Good ROI and I'm back here with Nacho Hernandez talking about Latin internet marketing the cool thing in internet marketing nowadays <laughs> Great, Greg. Um, so let's talk a bit more about SES Miami. And first off, before we get into it, just why? How did this all get started? Who came up with saying Miami is a good idea to go in July? <laughs> well, this goes back to actually to like 2003, where um, a couple people um, approached Danny. Sullivan and said, hey, you know, this is a whole new market. And uh, I was Barbara Cole myself. And, and we said, you know, we should put together a panel for talking about, you know, this opportunity. And Danny thought it was a great idea, um, loved it, and automatically put up together a panel for um, SS Chicago in 2003. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was the first time we ever spoke about this. And then after that, we continued, you know, rolling out um, the the session, you know, adding on different content, different ideas, different ways to to market. And then about uh, about a year and a half ago or so, you know, I, I spoke to Danny, uh, Chris Sherman, a few other people, and said, hey, you know, I think this is time now for for us to do an SES for, you know, for that whole market space. And, you know, you should do it. You know, I'll help you with it. And they're really busy with all their other shows. And so they say, you should do it. And I say, well, that sounds like a good idea, but also sounds like a lot of work. And, and, uh, and, and with that, you know, I really had to make a decision there if, you know, commitment of my time. But as I have the same commitment for the industry, I said, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. And I sent a proposal to Alan Meckler, who is the, the ex-owner of um, Jupiter Events. Um, if you remember, SES was bought later on by Incisive Media um, about a year ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Alan took the proposal, and he liked it very much, and He's a he's a great man. He's a he's a man with a with a lot of vision in business, and uh, he's willing to take a lot of risk. And he he saw that opportunity, 
uh, of doing uh, search engine strategies for, for Latin America and U.S. Hispanic, and he said it's a go. And uh, the first thought was not to do it in Miami, was to do it in Cancun. And there were all sorts of rumors going around saying, oh, we should do it in a cruise, and we should do it here and there, and <laughs> do it in a club med. And, uh, and it, it got you know, to a point where it was really you know, a lot of fun to play around with. But, <laughs> but Alan um, said, you know, why don't we do it in Miami? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great um, you know, entry point for Latin America, and it's a, great, uh, it's, it's a closer place. Um, for our operations team to work with, you know, it's more familiar with, and and the U.S. Hispanic market, it's it's, it's in terms of of size, it's a little bit bigger right now for the internet than than Latin America, and you know, we studied a lot of you know operation costs and everything associated with it, and it was it was a no-brainer to have it in uh, in, in Miami, so that's how it all started, and that's how we we picked the location. And uh, and then after that it was all about you know getting everything set up and and coming up with the tracks. Uh, uh, Danny Sullivan is uh, was hired by Incisive to be my my direct advisor. So I I have a lot of uh, thank you notes to send to him, and <laughs> and we came up with a, with a great agenda. Um, we have two tracks, uh, fundamentals track that is focused for. Any of those that are, you know, willing to take on search engine marketing mm-hmm. and to learn about it from scratch. And this is, this, you know, it may sound for, for many of us that have gone to SES for, for many years, it's, you almost forget, you know, what that was. But, you know, keep in mind, there's a lot of U.S., uh, you know, Hispanic advertising agencies that, you know, I think the advertising um, in the U.S. is close to like four, four and some, or close to five billion dollars um, for the U.S. Hispanic market, and that's a lot of money. And they're not really focusing on search yet. You know, they, they, this is the year that really starting to grow. So at the same time, you know, they've got these huge Fortune 500 companies, and they're saying. You know, help me with this. You know, I want to get started a PPC campaign, you know, or, 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 hey, you know, I heard that we need to add more links to our website. And we actually at iHispanic, we did a survey. We started calling around all the advertising agencies in the U.S. and asking them, you know, do you offer search? And, and it was like really like uh, nine out of ten we would hear, you know, we don't really do it yet. You know, we're, we're thinking about doing it, but but we haven't done it yet. And actually, we even called uh, once. One of, one of these companies said, um, "Yeah, you know, let me patch you through to this person," and uh, and <laughs> that person actually turned out to be an intern. So we're like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, this is this is <laughs> this Dr. is not this good point, for the industry. Imagine that Fortune five hundred client that is giving so much money to that, you know, ad agency, and then it turns out that an intern is taking care of their PPC campaign. Well, I hope this intern is really brilliant, but, uh, I mean, they really they really need, you know, some higher professional services. So, of course, iHispanic would love to take on the world, but it's not really that easy and that possible. So, it's, so at that point, it was, it was mostly thinking about, 
educating the entire industry, educating the market, growing the market. It's, it, I'd rather, you know, have a smaller piece of a huge pie than, you know, try to take on the whole pie for myself in, in, in a very small pie. That doesn't make sense. And so it's really it's about growing the market uh, for us and, uh, and, and, you know, having friendly competition, having, you know, working with everybody. We, we work with so many um, other companies that uh, we've been really happy with. Uh, we work with advertising agencies. Um, you know, we, we help them take care of the client, you know, solve their, their, their their marketing goals, and that's really what it's all about, you know, and, and, I, and that's really what SES Latino is all about. By the way, you mentioned SES Miami, but, but we, we decided at uh, that point with Alan Meckler that we wanted to keep a name that we could be consistent with, kind of like the World Cup, like right now it's happening. Um, the World Cup is the World Cup wherever it is. It's, you know, whether it's in Mexico or, or in, in Germany right now or in the U.S. or in Brazil, it's always the World Cup. So we said, let's say SES Latino and, and Search Engine Strategies Latino in, in the longer name for it. And that's how it's going to be. It's, it's always going to be SES Latino in Miami or SES Latino in Mexico City or SES Latino in Brazil or anywhere it will be. It will always be SES Latino and and um, this year, uh, this first year in our in, in our event, we have great speakers coming from uh, both the U.S. and Latin America. Um, more than half of them are new; they've never spoken at SES, but they are experts from Latin America. They they've been doing um, search for for quite a while. Most of them are you know, general managers of, uh, uh, of the search engine companies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for example, Gonzalo Alonso, general manager for, for Google Mexico. Um, you've got uh, Peter Celeste uh, from Yahoo Search Marketing, who's uh, general manager of all the Americas. You've got really, really important people coming to this event. And uh, because everybody's interested in, in in the same goal, and that's you know growing the market. And so that's that's about the speakers. Um, we also have got great veteran speakers as well coming to the show. Danny, of course, is it'll be there. He's he's going to be uh, moderating and and doing um, a, a couple sessions. Um, we got Mike Grahan as well. He's uh, he's going to be doing uh, a few sessions as well. You've got. Uh, uh, Jesse Sticciola, Barbara Cole, um, Lucas Morea, great friend of mine as well. That uh, he's uh, very familiar to all of us at SES, and uh, you know, great, great uh, group of people, really. Um, and one thing I will say is, if you don't see a person's name on the speakers list that's normally there, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not attending. Because I know uh, a lot of Google people are flying in, and they're going to be in the Google booth instead of speaking. Um, like Vanessa Fox, for one, um, she does the Google site maps. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, told me that she's actually flying down there, and she's going to be at the Google booth. Um, awesome. But she's not doing her regular uh, Google site maps lunch. That's awesome. I heard... Uh 
yesterday, the day before yesterday, somebody from Google told me that there were about 35 people going <laughs> to, to this event from their company. So, and you never know, you know, once about some few months back when I was at Mountain View, somebody there told me that, uh, you know, they were trying to schedule in a celebrity visit from one of the founders. So, you never know, you know, if if it happens, it happens, and uh, everybody will be, you know, really surprised to, to see one of the founders there, and uh, I'm sure everybody will be stoked. And um, there's a lot of surprises happening um, there. Uh, we're going to see a lot of people. It, it, it's really been an overwhelming experience. Um, and how are the parties looking? Because SES is always good for parties. Latins are known for parties. So SES Latino should be incredible parties. Yes, we've got um, uh, the official party is uh, from from Google, and they're doing it at the Bongos Cuban Cafe, which was uh, it, it's a cafe founded by Gloria Stefan and her husband. And uh, it's it's a great place uh, that's happening on Monday from, I believe that's from 7 uh, and ongoing. Uh, I'm not sure what time it ends, but, you know, you know I'm sure if if there's booze, that's going to be. Um, it's funny because uh, one time uh, <laughs> Google had, uh, had to take a lot of rap because they, th- there was not enough beer at their... Uh, Google Dance. Do you remember that? I think it was in 2004. I don't remember. Um, but uh, hopefully that won't happen here, and uh, it's going to be a great party there. I know the time you're talking about, and ever since that mistake, Google <laughs> has made sure to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it's not the same problem here. And. Uh, then there's an unofficial party. Uh, it's a very VIP party that uh, that Yahoo's putting together, but uh, I don't really know if uh, there's too much to say on that because it's very um, it's a very uh, VIP party there that that they're holding. And um, but anyway, there's there's a lot of events happening uh, around. And uh, it, it sounds like, you know, two days, that's it, you know, but it's two days where everybody's coming together. We're, we're probably going to be seeing, I don't know, four, 500 people maybe at, at the event. So that's a, that's a lot of people for a first-time show. Yeah, I, I mean, this has got all the uh, signs of being a huge winner here. You know, I mean, the session topics are looking real good. The regular uh, cast of... Um, uh, misfits are all going to be in attendance, <laughs> you know, and the parties are definitely there. So if anyone is in the vicinity of Miami, um, definitely swing on by. And, I mean, you can easily get cheap flights into Miami on short notice because it is such a big airport. This is definitely a conference to look into, you know. And, I mean, it does have a uh, swing towards, you know, going into the Latin marketplace. But you guys, you know, of course, people are still going to be talking about a link is a link, whether it's in English or Spanish. You know, so the question about how to get more links, things like that. Um, One question I have for you, though, is a link is a link. 
But if you're going to do keyword research for the Latin marketplace, how do you do that keyword research? That's a, that's a good question. It's um, keyword research. I mean, the, the, there's three elements that you need to tackle on on keyword research. And number one, of course, it's it's the language. Um, but then, secondly, you you say, well, if it's the language, great. Then what are used for in terms of tools? And that's where you have to start digging into your market research and 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 really trying to find out where are your users coming from. So if your users are really coming from Google and Yahoo, as most statistics say, then those are the tools that you need to be using um, because it's it's all about you know the repositories you know of keywords and and the volume that, that's there. It doesn't really make sense to be um, you know looking at distinct databases you know to 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 make up your your decisions now if you're doing it in terms of being creative with your copy or being creative with you know adding more and more so that you're looking for that long tail then that's great you can use all the tools in the world if you want but when it comes to PPC and return on investment you really want to focus on the right volume, the right keyword, and the right conversion. So um, that's really where it boils down to, with, uh, you know, in a nutshell, for, for keyword research. Now, I mentioned briefly that we have one track that's the fundamentals track, but we also have another track that is the landscape um, track. It's focused for those advanced um, marketers or the advanced, you know, website owners, website ma webmasters, um, you know, publishers, um, anything that you're involved with the industry that, you know, you know it all, you, you have all the strategies, you have everything, and, you know, you don't need to know how to do a, a bit strategy. You really know how to do that already. You know, you've been doing it for, for a few years, but now you really need to know what are those unique uh, ways to to market to to this community, and that's that second track that we're holding, and uh, you know we've got great statistics coming up. We've got great uh, new ideas, uh, creative ways for you to target um, using you know unique marketing strategies there, um, search engine marketing strategies, of course, because that's what we all love to talk about 24/7. Of course. <laughs> You know, if you if anyone's going to this conference, make sure to sleep up before you go there because you're going to be up constantly early in the morning talking with people all through the sessions, during lunchtime, after the sessions, going to the bar, having a few drinks, at the Google party, and then all the after parties afterwards. These conferences are always a great time and you know, it's not just about having fun. It's about having fun and then coming home and making money off of the information you, you know, received. So I have never not come home and not made a ton of money with information that I've gotten from these conferences. It's just always a <laughs> fun time and always big success. Yep. Well, let's take our uh, another commercial break here, listening to our sponsors, and we're going to come back, and for people in the chat room, we're going to uh, put Nacho on the hot seat and ask him all the listener questions and talk some more about SES Latino. 
Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Hello! If you think Webmaster Radio.fm is smoking now, well, you ain't seen nothing yet, man. Woo! All right. <laughs> September 15, 16, and 17, it's a Search Bash Jamaica. Come to Jamaica for one of the biggest bashman party. It's a happening thing in a Negro Jamaica. To register and get all pertinent information, go to searchbash.com. Hosted by a Webmaster Radio.fm. Like now, I'm ready to go. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Now back to Good Karma, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody, it's Greg. I'm back here, and I got Nacho online, and we're going to be talking about all the listener questions that are being posted in the chat room right now at WebmasterRadio.fm. And if you're listening to this, it is June 29th, and if it's not June 29th, then you're listening to a great recording of useful information, but we're not taking live questions if it's not June 29th. All right, Nacho, any final words about SES Miami other than people are silly if they miss it? Well, if you want more information or you want to sign up, which is better, go to uh, www seslatino.com as easy as that and um, you know if you want uh, here's an opportunity to get a discount I've got a coupon for you and that's 20 hot and that'll give you 20% off Ooh, that's actually quite a bit yes it is so it's at two zeros in 20 hot h-o-t okay and um, and hope to see you there very cool. Um, so now, just got a few final questions here. Um, we have from in our chat room, what kind of alternative strategies have to be used in a Latino market, and how do they differ from traditional markets? Okay. Um, 
when we're talking about search engine marketing, I mean, th- there's things that uh, that you can do, for example, with the U.S. I mean, when you say Latino, we first have to define what type of market it is. So if we're talking about U.S. Hispanic, you can do one type of strategies. If you're, you know, thinking about Latin America, you could do different. So let's think about, um, you know, U.S. Hispanic, just, just say, for example. How can you do it differently? Well, about... 70 or so, 72%, I think, of the general population is concentrated in top 10 markets. Mm -hmm. What are those? You know, it's Los Angeles, New York, um, Miami. um, You know, these are, are, you know, the top 20 markets are really the ones you want to focus on. And in that sense... You can be thinking of, for example, local market, local search marketing tactics that you can do, so that you can boil down to to getting the the right you know population. I mean, there are actually there are like cities within Los Angeles that you know 98 percent is you know Spanish only driven, and. Um, of consumers, and I mean, and that's really where you can you can really boil down to on on good strategies and and making sure that you know when you, when these people are doing search, when these people are, are are trying to find something on the web, that your services are out there or your products, and that you have the right message across because it's always just about the ad, you know, and uh, if they click on that ad. And uh, and they land on the right page, and you have the right message, and uh, and the right product, then you're going to be able to convert that that user into consumer. Very cool stuff. Um, another question we have here from a listener: Does Nacho have any sites in Spanish that he makes good money from? So, are you just doing consulting, or do you also have Spanish websites yourself? Well, uh, I'm. For example, um, mexgrocer.com is a website that I, like I said, I started with my father um, back in 2000, uh, 99 actually, um, since 99. And uh, yeah, we do we do great. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, we're not public, so I don't know if we have to say. But <laughs> you don't have to say anything. I wouldn't. I would just say, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> But it's uh, it's definitely um, it's it's <laughs> it's definitely in the seven figure range. No one needs to know how big a barbell you can handle. Yep. <laughs> Needless to say, you can handle a big barbell. <laughs> yep. It's we 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 make good money with that website. We also have other websites. We're constantly launching websites. Um, you know. We do have our own properties um, or website properties that uh, that we work with. I mean, in the internet, it's all about resources, and we have a lot of resources. And um, you know, if if we see a, a market opportunity that it has no conflict of interest with any of our clients, then we will take it. Very cool. Um, and how should people handle? building sites for the Spanish marketplace? Should they have multiple sites or one main site? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it really, it, I mean, in this, again, it really depends on what your strategy is. Um, like, I'll give you an example. When we first 
launched MexGrocer.com, we had a splash page first and saying, okay, do you want to go in, inside the English store or do you want to go inside the Spanish store? So we then learned that like 80% of the consumers were going into our English store. Well, why could that be? Well, was it because, you know, our marketing efforts was, was really just focusing at that point to the U.S. only, or was it because these are U.S. Hispanics that are English um, preferred? What was really happening? And you first have to know that. Then we learned that, uh, that uh, you know, our, as, as our Spanish uh, version of the site was increasing, we started to learn a little bit more of why. Why was it increasing? And, of course, that was a great part was um, because of the search engine traffic that we were receiving. The problem was there was that many of these products, Mexican food products such as tamales, for example, or enchiladas or chilaquiles, you know, mm-hmm. or chile rellenos, it's a word that's really used by either English, uh, you know, American Anglos or, or U.S. Hispanic Americans. So what was happening is like if, if an American Anglo consumer is typing in salsa verde, then Google was ranking higher Spanish page because they identified it as, you know, a match for the language. So unfortunately that was really killing our conversions. So what we did, we said, you know, we can't have that. You know, when it comes to, when it comes to that type of, you know, products, type, type of food, you know, if it's heard of this brand, you know, you're going to rank higher for your Spanish page? Not really. You know, you want, you want, uh, you want to rank higher for whatever the consumer really wants. So what we had to end up doing is, Doing a hybrid of the site and doing a bilingual website at the, you know, bilingual at the uh, at the page at the product page level, with English navigation, and and instead of having two sites now, we just had a single one, and and that really increased our conversions a lot. I don't remember exact percentages, but our business really started jumping up the roof and we were really like, oh my gosh, you know, finally <laughs> something is really happening. You know, we're doing stuff right. And and again, this is, this is, I mean, the internet is so brand new. I mean, Google, you know, started what, in 1997, 98, um, right. became officially a company in, in, at that time. Um, we're all babies here in this, you know, in this market, and uh, there's a lot that we're going to be learning in the next, you know, 50 years, 100 years. But with that in mind, it's about trial and error, you know, and uh, we've been doing, um, you know, that trial and error with the Hispanic market in combination with with the Anglo market uh, for six years now. And, you know, these are the types of things that we'll see. So to, to go back to your question, is like what is the right strategy? If you should have an English website and a Spanish website, it really depends. You know, if, if it makes better sense to have delivered to the consumer that Spanish-only message, then perhaps it is. Um, but then you have to, you know, make sure that you're not um, ranking higher on your Spanish uh, pages for the same terms that an Anglo or an English-only uh, consumer user would be looking for. 
because then you're going to be killing your co- conversions. Does yeah. that make sense? No, no, I totally got you on that one. I mean, yeah. you really do have to um, keep an eye on the current situation, on what's going on, because as you're saying, you know, one solu- both solutions could work, you know, and it just depends on what's the current situation, how you implemented it, and all that other fun stuff. And if what? you don't monitor it, you're going to be up a creek. Yep. One of the big mistakes that you see out there is, you know, they use, uh, you know, websites use flags in terms of, you know, uh, trying to, to, to say which language you want to change your website to. And many times I'll go to a site and for Spanish they put the Spain flag. And, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not from Spain, you know. I, you know. I know Spanish, but I want Spanish, but, uh, you know, not the Spain Spanish because, you know, I spent sometimes uh, the summer in Spain and if you go to Valencia, mm-hmm. you know, that's Valenciano. That's not even Spanish. You know, that's a whole different dialect. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I think, you know, website designers, webmasters, uh, website owners have to be careful when they're, you know, doing a multilingual strategy on their websites because it's not about, you know, putting up a flag and trying to, trying to tell the consumer something else, you know, and, and uh, it's really it's going to be hurting you more than it's going to be helping you. The best strategy, in contrast to that, mm-hmm. it's really it's about just telling the consumer, do you want Espanol, you know, or do you want... Uh, Portuguese. <laughs> Portuguese, exactly. Or like you, you just tell them exactly the language that you want, and then you build that website in that exact language. Which actually is a great lead-in for the final question that we're going to have time for. Um, in the chat room, a person is asking, what, do you, what should you do if you want to get into the marketplace but you don't have enough money to hire a translator? And your Spanish isn't strong enough to write their own content without offending a bunch of Latinos. Well, if you're a guy, then you know, try to go out with with Spanish girls, <laughs> and maybe they'll help you. Um, no, there's, there's, that, that's the, that's the easy way out. Um, the, the right way to that, I mean, you you could do it in different ways, but, um, you know, we've worked with interns a lot, and uh, interns are much less expensive. Of course, you don't have the same level of professionalism as, you know, some of the people that we have here at our office. Right. But but it's a, it's a good way to start. You know, you can always, um, you know, once that person has, you know, done the job, then you probably might want to, you know, take it to somebody to review it, maybe go back to, you know, your your Spanish professor or somebody that's, you know, a little bit more professional and being able to, to make sure that that's, uh, uh, you know, it was well done, it was well written. Um, I think your original statement really was right on the money. It's always really hard to work with very small budgets, you know. Your, your original statement right on the money. Go to SES Latino in Miami. There's going to be a lot of Spanish-speaking people there. Go there make friends, go out on a date, start dating them, and you get your translator right there. There you go. All by just attending SES Latino. (laughs) 
any final words of wisdom you got? Um, be well, have fun, stay healthy, make a lot of money. Very cool. Thanks so much for making time to come on the show with us, Nacho. And everyone listening, go check out SCS Latino, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Thanks very much, Greg. Thank you. Bye.